Morning. Uh, welcome to the Ryan Turberty Show. I'm Baz Ashmawi. I'm filling in for Ryan. Uh, oh my God. Last day, peeps. We made it. Who would have thought it? Not me. Definitely not Tara or Jack. We all thought I'd be cancelled by Wednesday. But I've barely offended anyone, I think. Like, maybe a couple of Egyptian vultures, um, some lollipop ladies, lollipop people. When you say lollipop people, it makes me think of the Wizard of Oz. Weren't they lollipop people in that? Anyway, I, have, I haven't offended anyone. And uh, uh, poor Jack's nerves are shot. He's not even in studio today. So it's me and Tara. Um, but uh, listen, uh, don't you worry. I know a lot of you are probably missing Ryan. Well, look, he'll be back in great strides on Monday morning. Of course, if you do miss him, he'll be back hosting the Late Late Tonight. Um, they have a great late late tonight. Um, Charlie Bird. I don't know if you saw Charlie Bird's interview. I'm sure most of you have. Powerful. It was amazing. It, he he he's a legend. It's very hard to get up there, I imagine, and talk about something so openly with such passion and with such uh, dignity uh, as he did about more motor neuron disease. And uh, I think he's back tonight with Ryan and a cast of volunteers. They're going to launch the Climb with Charlie event to raise awareness for motor neuron disease and they're hoping to inspire thousands of Irish people to climb Crow Patrick and other peaks around the country and across the world and they're going to do that on April 2nd. Um, I'm going to do it myself and uh, I'm going to do it because I was uh, filming uh, DIY SOS and I very luckily uh, became friends with uh, a madman called uh, Johnny Aylward in, in Shambo in New Ross and he's he's just someone I immediately liked. He's the crack. He's a gas fella, and him and his family, and and he has motor neuron disease. And I'll tell you, like he drive you mad. He was trying to get me to go on the beer with him, and I was explain. I was going, Johnny, I don't really drink, Johnny. So, and he's like, I go on. We'll we'll go for a few. And I said, Johnny, I don't really. I go on. I'm dying. And I was like, Johnny, you can't use that. That's disgraceful. Obviously, I did. I went for a beer with him in the end. Um, but uh, so, so it's funny with something like with motor neuron. I'm, you know, after spending a lot of time chatting to Johnny about it, um, your family and you know your friends and you have all this support around you. But a lot of that, I imagine, is a is a, a certain percentage of that is a personal journey you're going to go on on your own. And being a bystander. Um, you know, I, now I'm I'm just friends with Johnny. Johnny has very close, amazing wife Lynn and people like that around him. And and for them, it's incredibly hard. But you can feel a bit like, what can I do? So so taking part and doing something like um like this this hike which uh, for Charlie Bird um it, it just makes sense. It feels good to do good things. I've learned this. The more I've done DIY SOS, the more it's addictive. It really is. It, it, it you know it, it it takes very little, but it feels good, and that's why people keep come back to do more and more and Irish people are some of the most amazing out there. Today, 7th of January, God, we flew through that week. I was, I haven't seen my ma since October now. I think it's one of the longest times. I sound like a real, <laughs> you know, I'm an only child, real mammy's boy. I miss me mammy. I'm 46, but I like, I do. I genuinely do. My mum is a snowbird for those that don't know. She, uh, she flew off to, she bought a place out in the Grand Canaria, her and all her mates. And 
they all bought an apartment each and they're on top of each other. It's like Cocoon or something. I don't know what's going on out there, but they have the crack and they're all safe and they have a great lifestyle. And and so when all this was kicking off, I was like, look, why don't you head off there? But that's turned into a little longer than than usual. And I was in her house yesterday and I was walking around the house and I was seeing things like there's a lot of statues, porcelain statues of people on swings, children on swings and little girls followed by ducks. And it must be like the Pokemon cards of the 40s or something. She has a huge collection. And then and, and, and as I was walking around the house, I was just kind of missing her a bit. And it's 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 funny because I think um feeling sad like that's sad it's nothing to be sad about but it's kind of taboo isn't it it's weird for a man my age who's like head of his I'm not head of my family my missus sadly is head of my family but I'm second in command and you know we have a big family and you know you're busy but it, it's sadness I don't know sometimes it can affect people in different ways and, and it can be a kind of what's the word I'm looking for an isolating experience you know uh, and I think there's a certain taboo around it there's this pressure we put ourselves under sometimes um, when something sad happens um, to somehow pretend that everything's all right and just carry on as normal but sometimes life like depending on what's going on you're talking about motor neuron disease and things like that sometimes you know sad stuff happens and you have to you shouldn't apologize for feeling sad about it you know you it it's better off getting your head around things and uh, and not bottling it up and and being honest with yourselves you know and it's funny because last night i'm on a roll here but last night i was kind of sitting there and my nine-year-old sat beside me and she was like what's wrong dad and I, I didn't think it was that obvious to be honest and I was like I don't know I, I, I think I miss Nana a bit today and she looked me straight in the eyes and she gave me a, a big hug and a kiss on the forehead and then she took the remote control off me and kicked me off the couch and said she was hungry and to make her a toasty or a surprise but not past her bolognese but in there somewhere there was something positive and sweet we had a connection for a moment right will I look at the papers instead of blabbing on about how weird my life is and how much I miss my mum um Taking phone calls can now be as easy as thinking about it. This is frightening technology. Uh, Fumbling around in a pocket or bag to answer the phone call uh, could become a thing of the past after a uh, technology company unveiled headphones that can be controlled by reading brainwaves. Wow. A French startup has developed wireless headphones with built-in sensors that detect brain activity, facial expressions to enable wearers to skip or pause songs, answer calls, all without having to move. The neural interface, this neural interface, this is like Neuralink. It's it's all the stuff that um, Elon Musk, am I the only one that starts thinking Elon Musk is, is becoming a bit like a Bond villain? Do you know, it is, there's just, I thought he was, I love them and I do like a lot of what he's doing. But just the fact he's sending people to Mars and he wants to put chips in our heads and there's a lot, there's a lot going on. I'm just going to keep one BDI on him. Anyway, the Neuralink interface technology uses miniature electrodes inside earbuds to monitor brain signals and facial movements using artificial intelligence to translate different actions into commands. Users can clench their teeth together twice to play pause to play or pause music, for example. It said controlling music or phone calls via brain activity would be most useful when wearers are not able to use their hands, such as when cooking, exercising or riding motorcycles. The technology could be used seamlessly to skip between slides of presentations. That's just 
isn't that next level. So I can see the benefits actually for, for certain people with maybe certain disabilities and things that that would be amazing. But just like us going around clenching our teeth and, and winking and I, I, I have an Alexa at home who I told you I have a very toxic relationship with at the moment. So I'll um, wait to see how that one pans out there. Um, this is great. County Antrim man amazed after a letter arrives at his home using his life story instead of address. Uh, a County Antrim man has shared his amazement after a letter arrived, which he explained uh, was like seeing his life on an envelope. A musician, Fergal Lynn, was surprised when a thin white letter popped through the letterbox with 10 lines of text rather than the usual address. There's a picture of the letter here. It's like a, a manuscript on the front of the envelope. Um, it says on the envelope uh, Fergal lives across the road from Spar his ma and da used to own it his mother was Mary and da Joseph moved to Waterfoot after he got married plays guitar and used to run discos in the parochial hall and the hotel in the 80s friends with the fella who runs the butchers in Waterfoot too it got to him that, that letter got to him isn't that just cracked that's just the best I love that um what have we got here? This wife circled her husband's moles before his dermatology appointment and the doctor sent him back with notes on his body. This is brilliant. We can't... F- this is this is like something Tanya would do just to break my spirit. You know, like I go to the doctor for an appointment and Tanya would go, what did he say? And I go, oh, I don't know. I, I was only half listening. You know, it's like when you go in and they go, so how's Jack's wife? I, I don't know. I didn't really ask Jack about his wife. We talked about football and nonsense stuff. Um, we can't follow our partners to every doctor appointment they have, but that doesn't mean we're any less worried about doctors hearing our concerns. The same can be said for Bryn Lee Miles, who's a wife who couldn't help notice a few growing moles on the back and chest of her husband, Ryan Miles, which is quite serious in fairness. Um, so considering Ryan's family history with skin cancer, Brinley took the initiative of circling the moles she wanted the physicians to miss. Right? She didn't want them to miss. So he's there, she stripped him down, and then she, like a prison guard, and then she started drawing big circles all over him, and then said, off you go to the doctor in case you've lost the ability to speak to the doctor. Uh, you just point and um, Brinley she pen marked her husband who showed off his circled moles for the camera there's a little viral clip of this and this is how she sent him back the 20 year old concluded accompanying the captions with a video of Ryan taking his shirt off to display notes for the doctor left by each highlighted mole after testing the biopsy results showed the mole on his chest contained cancer cells in the early stages and needed to be removed soon now who's laughing isn't that That'll just show you women up here, honestly. Um, the one they took from his back looks good, but they still wanted to keep an eye uh, to make sure nothing changed. This is the bit I love. After seeing the doctor's notes, the doctor wrote the notes on Ryan's skin. My God, this poor man. Just the humility. I think there's something that happens to men as they get older. Do you know that? Like, I used to work in travel insurance years ago. And... These women would come in and they they were just so able. And behind them would be this old man just broken down, being dragged around and just like carrying bags or something. And she'd be she'd be negotiating the whole thing and he'd just get kicked and move along. It was like herding cattle. It's inevitable. It's going to happen to us. So just accept it, I suppose. Um, where will we go from here? I, will we have a song? I think we will. Um, CMAT, I don't really care for you. Good morning.
is like Woodstock. Tara's out there dancing away. Isn't that just brilliant? That's CMAT. I don't really care for you. That's a great tune. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. Welcome back. I'm Baz. I'm uh, filling in for Ryan, who will be back on Monday. So fear not, my friends. Fear not. Um, a load of texts in. Let's see. Baz, the real reason your mum moved to the Canaries was to get away from you trying to kill her. What have you heard? Hmm? Don't you know? Yeah, well, actually, my mum won't even go for for a lunch with me at the moment. She thinks I'm going to put her in a harness and fling her out of something. But uh, yeah, I just, I, like I said to you earlier on, I was just kind of yesterday, I was having one of those days where I was just kind of, do you know what it is? You, you know, mood hoovers. Mood hoovers are people who suck the life out of you. You walk into a room and after 20 minutes with them, you just, just shoulders start to drop and the head goes down. You think, oh my God, I feel awful. My mother is the polar opposite of that. I don't know what that is. She she She's a very positive person person and um, when you have someone like that in your life a lot of the time and you go and see them and she, she gives you a little emotional pump and um, I've kind of there's a vacancy in my life since she's disappeared so I miss her a lot um, my brother was sending me a postcard from the Canaries and couldn't remember my address so put my name care of my father-in-law's name and the name of the town it actually reached me it's it's so common, isn't it? It's just amazing. It just makes you feel like the world is a little place. You know, good morning, uh, sitting in my car watching the Wild Atlantic here on the prom in La Hinch. And it is wild. Uh, looking forward again to Smother on Sunday. Yeah, I love Dervland, have followed her career and delighted to see it go from strength to tre- strength. to strength. I think she's absolutely beautiful. She is. But she has great genes. It must be, I meant to ask, can you even ask about that? I, I've, I have a ritual, I have a ritual that I do now. I, I, I was forced to do it and I think I'm, I'm glowing, if I do say so. And I smell great. I smell, if you ever see me, come, have a sniff. I smell, with a social distance, and no, please don't touch me. But smell me, I smell great. It's, it's um, what's it called? Lueve. Just there's their little... Little bombshell I'll throw out at you. Um, what else have we got? I was watching Channel 4 the other night and I saw there's a new dating show with Davina McCall um, called The Language of Love. There was an article in the paper about it. And basically it's these English and Spanish people, but they don't speak the same language. And uh, I saw this article in the paper. Uh, behavioural expert Judy James believes uh, people communicate their interests to through small, subtle, physical cues. Um <laughs> for men one telltale sign is peacocking uh, which uh, men do by chest puffing yeah chest puffing uh, leg splaying I'm not sure what leg splaying is small crotch pumps don't think you can do that you can't do small crotch if you see someone do the small crotch not, they're not telltale signs that's leave the room um, the eye flick if he is only after your body, his eyes will keep flicking down. Yeah, obviously they're going to flick down to places they shouldn't be looking at. Um, next, the asymmetrical smile. Asymmet- so a polite smile is usually symmetrical and has an even shape with both corners of the mouth turned up. I have a kind of smile, sides. And a lip pucker. These are the eyebrow flash, a very traditional gesture of attraction and the introduction of a flirt ritual. It's when men see someone they fancy and their eyebrows pop up and down again quickly like Groucho Marx. Oh, hello there. That's, this all sounds incredibly sleazy. Let me fast forward to women. Wrist bearing. Oh, revealing the inside of the wrist via face touch or hair preening. That can't be right. A drop in vocal tone with women. Really? 
Let me read that. Although women can get a higher vocal pitch to attract attention in the early stages of flirting, the vocal tone, vocal tone will often drop lower. Come here, you. Come here, you. I like you. That's, I, I don't know, this seems like nonsense. I think we'll, will we have a break and then talk to Mary? You're going to love this. Uh, listen, I want to thank you all for uh, listening to me this week. Like I say, Ryan will be back next week. Um, if you want to catch up with me, you can listen to my podcast, The Good, The Baz and The Ugly on all available platforms. Uh, wishing you all the best. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.